After 25 years in the fashion industry, I've realized that fashion is not really about the clothes, it's about the people. I'm Laura Van Root Poole, and this is What We Wore. Yasser Shah's family has been in the shawl business for over 200 years, and Yasser is part of the seventh generation. From the shearing of the goats to the hand weaving and embroidery, the process to create one shawl can take anywhere from three months to several years. I love learning how Yasser keeps this special practice alive through the 700 artisans that he works with in Kashmir. Yasser Shaw, I'm so excited to have you in Charlotte, and you, you've come a really long way to visit with us. You've come from Kashmir? Yes, Yeah, I did. How many flights? <laughs> uh, it was around 25 hours. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. It means it's, the world to us. It's pleasure and honor to be here. Thank you for having me here. You must know how loved you are and how loved your artisans and your work is, because this morning we had... I don't know, 80 shawls, and today we have about 10 left. <laughs> yes, it has been super busy uh, morning. Yeah. People, you know, they start talking about it several months before you come, and everybody gets really hyped up and excited. And um, by the time the door, you know, we open usually at 10 a.m., and usually about 9.30, people are outside ready, <laughs> ready yes. just looking in the window <laughs> to see <laughs> Yeah, Aww. it was good to see this. Yes, yeah. a lot of demand, a lot of yeah. love for you and your work. Yasser, where did we meet the first time? From Sadat? Uh, no, from Ruth Runberg. Oh, from Ruth, which is via Sadat and Jana probably originally, maybe. Yes. But yeah, oh, I think we've known each, I mean, we've worked with you for 10 um, years? 11 years. 11 years, wow. Uh, it was, I came first time here, uh, it was 2012. Wow. The first trunk show we did with you. Yeah. One of the things that's been so incredible about our relationship is I think that you know our clients even better now than... Yes. And it's good <laughs> to see that, you know, how many of them they're collecting. Uh, oh, yeah. We, my we, shawls and... Yeah. We have clients that have uh, Yasser Shaw shawl closets. Yes. <laughs> I saw one today. You did? Uh, I did saw. Yeah. Did you see Yasser in our catalog in the dream book? Did you see the stack of all the shawls? How, I saw it. Wasn't it so spectacular? Yes. My favorite page in the whole book. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And I, I also love that you, I think that you found that people in the South and actually in California too, because our Brentwood client also feels the same way. They love beautiful colors, bright colors, which I think was sort of new. I mean, I think you were you had been uh, traveling to New York I have before. Always been, uh, yeah, attracted to colors. Me too. It's uh, almost an addiction for our clients. You know, they they're like, well, I have a light blue with navy blue embroidery, but I don't have a dark the navy blue with light blue embroidery. So I'm going to need that. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Will you tell me a little bit about where you're from? Tell me about Kashmir. Uh, I come from a culture with a rich tradition of craft and a lineage of art. My many generations uh, have all been Kashmiri. Yeah. So growing up in a place so rooted in culture, but also so naturally stunning, inspiring art. I know Sadat was in, Kazuwal was in um, Kashmir over Christmas, I think, skiing. Or he was skiing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it looked so spectacular. Are we allowed to go to Kashmir? It was restricted, but now it's Now it's opening. open? Oh, yeah. I want to come. 
definitely. You have to come. <laughs> What's the most beautiful time to come? Summer. Oh, summer. Yeah. What would it be like for people that have not been there? Uh, we have mountains, lakes, uh, meadows. It's uh, very beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think that Kashmir has played a role in who you've become and being Kashmiri? My family has been making shawls for like over 200 years. And I'm the fifth generation working with it. Wow. Which is a hard thing to do. And we know that from from Sadat. Is it something you always wanted to do? Or did you know that you would be expected to do it? I guess it's like when you, uh, when it comes to family affair, (laughs) from a young age, you hang around your parents and gradually absorb everything around you. I really don't uh, think there was any doubt uh, being about being part about me being a part of it. Yeah. Did you love it always? I mean, did you find the beauty in shawls and uh, the work, the embroideries? Yes. Yeah. I loved it. What was different for me was looking at it beyond trade and at art. And at art. As a young person, I was attracted to colors mm. and inspired by nature. I'll pick up motifs never done before yeah. and try them out. Slowly, I realize uh, that my passion is aligned very well with my yeah. uh, art. What did you study in school? I mean, did you study business? Uh, no, I did not study. <laughs> <laughs> I was working. Yeah. Oh, I started right. From, at a oh, very... Wow. Wow. Uh, and and do you have age. brothers or sisters? I have one sister. Yeah. And is she in the business? Yes, she is. Oh, wow. So she's helping my father. Uh, mm. Yeah. And wow. we do different collections. Yeah. <laughs> it was always shawls. Was it ever blankets or, I mean, is it, that's in the Kashmiri tradition. And it's, it was always shawls. And that's men and women wear shawls in Kashmir. Yes. And for warmth, for fashion, de- fashion. For yeah. weddings. Yeah, weddings. You do special ones yeah. for weddings, I'm sure. Will you tell me a little bit about the Kani shawls? So Kani shawls are uh, woven uh, on a flat loom. Mm-hmm. It's the same process. You weave a carpet. Okay. And so each shawl is woven with small wooden needles. Needles, yeah. okay. It takes around like... Eight to nine months for each shawl what? to get. Yeah. Wow. And sometimes more, it depends. You know, you can make a shawl in like three months. It can take like years to do one shawl. And you can tell the difference. Just the, yeah. the fineness of the... Yes, you yeah. can make the difference by like workmanship and... Uh, and Connie shawls are not typically embroidered or are they? They're not embroidered. They're not embroidered. Yeah. And you can do embroidery over it to highlight it, but... But it's yeah. really about the intarsia or the... Yes. Yeah, wow. Do different families or different workshops do different things? Like one workshop will do just Connie, one workshop will do just embroidery? Yes. So it's there all are separate. people who do weavings, uh, embroideries, different areas. They have different right. quality of right. uh, embroideries. And is it usually families? Yes. Yeah. And they, passed down from family members? Yeah. All my artisans, they are from Kashmir. Yeah. And the production, I know some of them from a long time, and their families are also known for their skills for generations. Yeah. 
And so you could say like, oh, I heard of this person in this valley that that was really good at. Yes, there are some people yeah. who do. You know, <laughs> right. they are like amazing artists. And, and do you, you know, do you still hear of of people that you'd never heard of that you you're like, oh, so and so in in this area is really amazing at doing a certain yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, and you, you and know. you go visit them and see their work and say, oh, yes, would, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we take them immediately. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. How many artisans work for your family? Uh, Currently, we are connected with 700 artisans. Wow. Yeah. And how do you communicate with them? I know each of them individually and members of their immediate family. I remember you telling me when um, things were bad in Kashmir, the communications, internet was down, television, radio was down. Yes, it has been like, you know, a lot. So I used to go out on my bicycle and visit them every day. <laughs> <laughs> and see what they're doing. Here comes Yasser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we never stopped working. You know, we were always yeah. working. Yeah. Wow. How did you come to be interested in fashion? I guess you, you were born into it. I think when your dad did it, it was more... Traditional. Yeah, traditional and for weddings and things like that. So how did you know that you could go in the fashion angle? I think I was working, I was doing a project with Christina Kim. Yeah from Dosa, and yeah. we were recycling uh, shawls. And uh, this is the moment I realized uh, that someone likes what I'm doing, <laughs> and it means something to them. Yeah, I mean, so, everybody really likes what you're doing. <laughs> and I, uh, Yeah, and I want the people to understand, you know, its story, uh, yeah. how these beauties are made, yeah. and, you know, I want to tell them the story. Was there a moment when you realized that you were on the right path for your career? I think this was the time. With, with Christina? Yeah. Yeah. And were you surprised? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes... I already knew. Like, yeah. you know, it was, you know, I'm passionate about yeah. shawls. So I already knew it. But, you know, when, uh, you know, that was the push. Yes. But sometimes I think when you live in it, it's hard to know you know, hard to really know where it sits in the world. I mean, I think you grew up around this. This was such a normal part of your life. Um, and we really didn't. So I think to see, I mean, for us to see these shawls, it's just like breathtaking. It makes you want to pass out. They're so pretty. <laughs> yeah. Was that surprising how the reactions of people, how just obsessed they are? It is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you share that with the artisans? I mean, do they know how loved they're, yes, they're, they know it now. They do. Uh, because it's also easier now, you know, they follow me on Instagram. Right. And they see, you know, where what they have created is like, you know, now in States or in Europe and Paris, Paris yeah. in high fashion stores. So, you know. Yeah, it's amazing. Can you tell me about one of the most transformative moments on your life um, during this journey? I have two daughters. Oh, I didn't know that, Yasser. <laughs> And one of my biggest identities uh, these last few years is that of a father. Oh, yeah. I love traveling with them. Yeah. Uh, How old are they? Three and nine. Oh, my gosh. Those are such nice ages and great to travel with. Yes. Because they're just, the world is so, so exciting, everything. Oh. Yeah. And I want to introduce them, uh, you know, to see what, like, their father has been like traveling and you know so yeah. they also learn and stand on their own so yeah i love that 
Will you tell me a little bit about the history of the Kashmir shawl? And is Kashmir, is that where Kashmir comes from? Uh, yes. Yeah. You In our local language, we call it Pashmina. Right. But uh, because... Wait, you call a shawl Pashmina or you call the actual woven the, fabric? The, fa- the material we call... Pashmina. It's Pashmina. Pash- Pasham means wool. Uh-huh. And uh, that's, a, that's a Persian... Uh, word yes and uh, that's the original name but you know it has been so misused right, exactly that's why like we use Kashmir and you know uh, but the <laughs> original it's Pashmina Pashmina so Kashmir uh, in Kashmir much of the art came from Persia uh-huh. and Central Asia and shawl making was uh, one of them it dates back around 1500 then uh, Persian and Mughal rulers began trading in Kashmir with finely crafted fabric. And later when Europeans, they introduced Kashmiri shawl into Europe, right. they said it's from Kashmir. This is how the Kashmir uh, came. Pasham is Pasham means wool. wool. Right. It's the underbelly <clears throat> of, of goat. goat. And is it a specific goat? Uh, these goats are... Uh, indigenous to our region okay so they stay around 4000 meters high and they get the best wool so when the europeans they uh introduced kashmiri shawls in europe they said it's from kashmir and till date we still use the same technique we have not industrialized or disrupted the traditional lifestyle of our community of artisans with whom we collaborate in preserving age old Kashmiri Himalayan art. So there are, so these are I mean people are using looms that they they're they've been in their families for generations and generations. Yeah. Same. And so has that changed? That the have the looms been modernized or are they still not yet. We not yet. still don't use don't. Please a don't. <laughs> drop of electricity to produce these wow. shawls. Wow. So everything is like hand done from spinning weaving, embroidery. So we don't use any electricity to make these shawls. That's incredible. And I think that I think that's why they feel so precious and why they really give you such a visceral reaction when you you see them because you can see the person's hand that made them. You know, you can feel Yes. And that's, it's really rare in the world, you know, in fashion particularly, but you just don't see that very much anymore. It is very rare. I mean, maybe in a yeah. painting or something, you know, you can feel the artist's hand, but but, but these shawls are, every, every bit of them feel made for you. The production of its root is what we call as slow fashion. Yeah, totally. And uh, each scarf takes time and there are no shortcuts. No, <laughs> for sure not. Yeah. Have you inherited shawls from, from your grandparents, great-grandparents? Do you have old? Yes, yes? we do have. A lot. <laughs> and where do you, how do you store them in trunks or? Yeah, we have yeah. a family yeah. vault where we put please, all these shawls. Please tell me there are mothballs in it. <laughs> yes, we <Cedar>. do. Have. <laughs> we have cedar. We yeah. use cedar. Uh, yeah, it works, right? Because I'm having a little bit of a moth issue at home. But they don't, they've so far have been good about your shawls. <laughs> yeah, you have to take care of them. You really do. <laughs> yeah. And and Yasser, do you wash your shawls? Hand wash? Uh, we hand wash. If you know that you you know you have uh, food or food or anything, or then you should you should wash them. 
And any recommendations on how to do that? Hand wash. Hand obviously. wash in cold water. Cold water. And you can use like mild detergent, okay. wool detergent. Okay. I need to do a full, a yeah. full cleaning. <laughs> because that actually is one of the things I don't think people know this is that moths are, I mean, they sure they like wool, but actually they like food or like bits of uh, oil or things yes, like that. It's, I think it's they, not the actual wool. It's things that have fallen on the wool. Right. Yeah. So will you tell us about the pilgrimage to shear the goats every year for shawls? In keeping with the long-standing traditional practices, their fur is only sheared once a year in spring and sold to our family by the nomads who herd the goats throughout the year. Wow. By sharing them only annually, the length of each hair spun into yarn is very long. The longer the hair goes into the spinning, the yarn, the less spilling will be there uh, because there are fewer ends in each uh, length of the yarn. Right. And that's one thing I will say. I've, I've, your shawls do not pill at all. And they're, they're, they're soft all the way. Yeah. They, you can keep them forever. Generations. Generations. <laughs> this is how uh, they're supposed to yeah. be. And why only once a year? Just because it takes that long for the hair to grow that long? Yes. Some they do also like twice, but uh, the yarn which we use, it's, uh, it's very uh, long. fine. Huh. It's also very fine. You know, each yarn is like 12 or 14 micron wow. thick. It's more finer than a human hair. Oh, wow. Is it because of their diet and because of their altitude and where they are? What it's makes this so fine? It's also the altitude. Huh. And these goats are like, you know, native, like indigenous to yes. this region. Right. And do they treat them like the gods yes. that they are? Yeah. <laughs> and remind me, how many how many artisans does your family work with? 700. Of that, how does it break down between the people who weave the shawls and the people who embroider the shawls? I think most of them, they're embroidery guys. Oh, really? Yeah. Out of 700, 600 embroidery. Oh, wow. Guys. Really? Yeah. And and it's men? Mostly men. Mostly men, which is yeah. so interesting. Why is that? Just because of that that's the culture and they're it's passed been, down from father yeah, to son. We have been like, you know, yeah. making shawls since <laughs> the fifteen hundreds. Fifteen hundreds, yeah. Five, six hundred years wow. old of history of making shawls. Huh. Did you have you ever tried? Yes, I do embroidery. Are I'm not good? very good with weaving, <laughs> but I can uh, yeah those colors i love i'm a freelance embroiderer but i really it's really hard on my eyes i've noticed i've had to you know i, I need really good light i need glasses mm, like our guys they embroidered only during the daylight oh they do yeah Yeah, not in the artificial well, light said no no um yeah no electricity. You know. They because they feel with uh, artificial light, their eyesight. You know, they have more stress on their eyes. I agreed. Yeah. Yeah. And um, are they done? Is it? It's inside or is it outside or wherever? Yeah, like wherever. when we commission the shawls, you know, once the shawl is ready, mm -hmm. we stamp them. Yeah. You know, with the design, and then we commission. Uh, yeah. Uh, the shawl to an artist who who will take it home. 
and uh, work on it for the next six, seven, eight months. Months. And yeah. are they done always by by one person, or can it be uh, you know several people uh, working at the same time? No, one person because he you knows. Because you can see the hand. Changing. You can see the hand changing, and also the colors ah. uh, you're using. You know, he he knows you know where to put which color, and if a second person, he may use the same colors, but he. Put them differently. them differently. Yeah, that's interesting. That's why you know they are all uh, one of a kind pieces. Yeah, are they signed and numbered, or how? Are, tell me about the the signature on the bottoms of them. Uh, the, the initials corners. are of the craftsman, a stitch in a tiny pink thread on the lower corner of the of each shawl, mm -hmm. and you'll see there's SP, which is our family. Yeah. Uh, sign then the weaver would sign it and then the there would be third sign from the embroidery oh guy. wow do a lot of the weavers know the embroiderers so can very i very few but there are different areas where yeah. there are areas where weaving is done mm -hmm. and like the area where our embroidery is done it's like the whole village is only doing oh. embroidery <laughs> and insane. do they and do they see i was i was asking if i was wondering if some of the weavers see the finished product with the embroidery. Yes, they do see They do. Yeah, they so, do see it. Huh. Do they own all of the thread or is that something you give to them also? No, we give the thread. You like, do? Like, you know, our family buys the yarn, mm -hmm. you know, for the weaving. Right. And then we commission it to the spinning and then the weavers. When we do the embroidery, so we we give the colors. Okay. Embroidery and you threads. and your sister, or you and your team. Uh, me and my team. Yeah. And so, do you ever, <laughs> do you ever give a shawl package, you know, with the thread, and have the the embroiderer say, "I don't know if that's going to look very good." It's yeah, <laughs> most of the time because <laughs> really? there are there are times, yeah, because we experiment a lot. Yeah. And. Uh, <laughs> There are certain colors which I don't love to do it, but okay. I'm doing them sometimes, like black. You know, it's very rarely you'll see a black shawl from right. me. Right. Yeah, it is. So uh, I have one. Yes. I'm <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's, that's so interesting. I ne we never really sold black shawls and ever, you know. Because no, that's why I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, ours are mostly pink and turquoise and yellow, and yeah. they're so beautiful. Yeah, that must be fascinating for you to do to to choose the threads with the shawls for all of your clients around the world because I'm sure they're very different. Yes, they are. Yeah. So it's like, you know, like the clients in Japan. Yes. They are very conservative. So they want uh, maybe like tone on tone almost? Yes, they are yeah. not like, you know, uh, exposed or like they're, they're not comfortable wearing like bright colors. Right. Or I mean, it's business, but also did that come from you traveling? I know you travel a ton. Was that eye opening for you when you saw the way people, women dressed and men dressed and that, I mean, could, yes, was it clear it's... to you what they would, would be capable of wearing? Yes. I was talking um, earlier about the culture of wearing shawls or just the practice of wearing shawls. I started to see it 25, 30 years ago in Charleston, South Carolina. And I don't know why, but a lot of women wore shawls there. And I thought it was the most chic, sophisticated thing. And so I, I honestly did say like, people need to be wearing shawls. And so we started to buy them and we started to show people how to wear them and also just how well they work. You know, I mean, they, they're so practical, but they're so beautiful because 
almost in the same way that we talk about, you know, Marie-Hélène de Tayac always talks about jewels should really be bringing light to your face. It's the same with a shawl. Same with the shawls. Yeah, it should. You should be wearing things that brighten your complexion and make you look beautiful and young and you know happy. <laughs> yes. Right. Right. Yeah. We were talking about California, our store in Brentwood, and they've really started to love shawls. But when we first started to send them out there, the sales team said, "You know, I don't know that people here are that into shawls." I have seen the transition. I've seen <laughs> the sales. <laughs> you know the culture of. Like yeah. how people, they are appreciating. Uh, yeah. Well, because they're, they're so practical. They make such sense. And, and California is cold. I mean, the, the temperature can change so much because there's no humidity. And a shawl just is Or even air, like, you know, if you go in air conditioning, you know, yeah, exactly. if you're traveling, you know, it's so practical. You it's don't so have to practical. carry your jacket or anything, you know. No, it's so nice. And I, I travel a ton and that that's the most important thing in my bag always is my shawls. And I do like a little, you know, I'll, I'll do several, but, um, but it, I, it's definitely more important than the coat I pack or, you know, the shoes I pack It's the shawl. It's like easier, <laughs> but it's also just, it's so beautiful and it's so, um, just so elegant and, I'm just, I, I can't tell you how thrilled we are to have met you 11 years ago and to be able to to work with you and, and to sell these beautiful things, to share these beautiful things, not just sell them, to share them. It's lovely. Uh, <laughs> it is. Being here and, you know, yeah. great to hear that, you know, people, they are loving what I do. Yasser, we on this podcast, at, on every podcast, we ask people what they wore to the prom. And I don't know if they have proms in Kashmir. No, we didn't have. <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> For a long time, I didn't know what it is. <laughs> Do you have some sort of um, important thing that you dress up for before you get married? Do you have? Is there something rite of passage, some sort of thing that you? Uh, no. no? <laughs> Do you have a special shawl that you love more than any other? Yes. Yeah, tell me yeah. about it. It's, it's from, not black. It's not black. <laughs> but not one. But I have several yeah. favorite shawls, and, and I'm always sad that when I'm selling them. <laughs> <laughs> is it by one specific person, the embroidery? Yeah. There are yeah. there are several people I love and you know I love their work and I always wanted to keep them for me but you know it's describe one that you but love. I I'm always happy that you know these shawls are going to someone I really love that you yeah. know so then I don't feel bad. <laughs> Will you describe one that you love more than anything? Like blues, pinks. Oh yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. And like, I love colors. It's not like blues and pinks, but. You, you know. always wear beautiful colors. You always look so <laughs> chic with your colors. You either have that or you don't. I don't know that you can learn that, right? I mean, you must have been born knowing, no, understanding. I don't think you can. Yeah. You don't learn these things. Yeah. It, does your dad have it? Does he have uh, great taste? Is it on record? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> will you tell me one more question will you tell me a little bit about was it was it hard to have your dad trust you to take the business on yes yeah it's not easy no I can't imagine uh, to have you know a family business which is since <laughs> such a long time there 
parents always say, hey, you know, this is the way we have been yeah. doing it. And, you know, you have to do it. But, you know, I says, yeah, but that was not me. Yeah. You know, I would pick up a pattern and, you know, try it out yeah. differently. And, uh, yeah. But it's, you've been doing it but, for a long time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> does it help to have your sister in the business? She, yeah, she does help us also. Yeah. I would imagine it helps to have one other person of your generation to say, yeah, this is beautiful. We should try to sell it. She is also in the business. Yeah. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you for doing this. Thanks for coming this long, long distance to, to be with us. And thanks for bringing these beautiful things that we can share with everybody. Thank you so much for having me. What We Wore is produced by Capital and Balto Creative Media. The original song, Someone So Enchanting, was composed and performed by Britt Drazda. QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com. dot com.